Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the left coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. That's right, you are, and my name is Mike Paworski. I am your co-host from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most from the co-host with the most here on The Rundown. 2A views, conservative news. And Craig, how's your day going? How is your... Taco, Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Mike, I never get tired of that song. <laughs> you know, Craig, I was up in uh, Georgia this past uh, weekend, and uh, somebody was running off base, and they said, hey, we're going to get some tacos. And I'm like, yeah, give me a couple, right? And they, and they came back, and it was like uh, homemade tacos, but not with any Mexican influence at all. It was like a homemade, you know, like a mom taco would make, like, uh, oh. like a – it was horrible, you know, and I looked at it and I, and, and, and I was like, what is that? And they're like, it's a taco. And I'm like, just, just I'm, I'm not even touching it. Get it away from me. Get it away from me. <laughs> <laughs> they had like a bag of chips for dinner. I'm like, just get that away from me. I'm it's like, hard to mess up tacos. I mean, it, tacos is kind of like pizza and that even normally even bad tacos are still tacos. So when you mess them up, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, this one had like lettuce and cheese on it. I'm like, that's. It's not a taco. It might be Taco Bell-esque, but that's not tacos. <laughs> so get that away from me. I hear you, sir. I hear you. Well, uh, Taco Tuesday is going to be nice. We, uh, we're we actually going to be doing some steak tacos this evening, so I am uh, I am a bit excited. Yeah, I'm going to have to go all out, get some good ones for dinner tonight. Uh, just got to figure out what we're going to make, because I'll make them. I want them perfect, you know, so yeah. that's what I'll do. And that's something, you know, one of the great things is is, is my uh, between my daughter and my son-in-law, they are phenomenal cooks. So uh, it's all, it almost makes eating out a waste of money because um, <laughs> I'm like, I, I love what they do. My, like my daughter, when it comes to like, she loves Olive Garden, right? But she now yep. can make everything that they make at Olive Garden and she makes it 10 times better. Yep. Hey, I did learn a little, little taco trick mm. uh, recently. You know, when you take the tortilla... And you throw it down on the uh, on the griddle, the hot the hot plate, whatever, to to get that little, you know, take that uh, that the that rawness out of it, give it that little crunch, give it that little yeah. texture, right? Yes. Um, instead, of, instead of oiling the pan first, butter the pan. Oh yes, have, most definitely. Oh, buttered taco shells. Oh, oh, oh yeah. It just adds a little bit of home flavor. Yep. Yep. Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> All right. Well, we've BSed enough. My, my, let's go ahead and get the show started by giving a shout out to our sponsors. Yep. Let's say hey to our good friends at Hitman Industries. That's hitmanindustries.net. Hitmanindustries.net. Now you can get any barrel you want for your AR, whether it's pistol caliber, whether it's rifle caliber in any length. That's hitmanindustries.net. And don't forget to ask for your uh, your veterans discount or your military or first responder discount also. Uh, California Republican Assembly fighting the good fight behind enemy lines. 
Now you could take part in California's future today. Hog Holsters, H-A-W-G Holsters.com. That's hogholsters.com. Get the best in concealment holsters on the market. Use the discount code The Rundown. All caps, no spaces, one word. And if you want some awesome field gear, some tactical gear, some hiking gear, go see our friends at uscombatgear.com. Folks, once again, these are our sponsors. They bring us to you so that we can bring you to them. So do yourself a favor. Visit them. All you got to do, follow the links in the description to this program. Check them out. Spend some money with them and make sure that you tell them that it was the guys over at the Rundown that sent you. All right, let's go ahead and get into today's news topics. Uh, we're going to start with the first one, and I think this one is, uh, well, probably no mystery uh, to our audience. I mean, I think you folks listen to us because you, well, have issues with the mainstream media, but there was a recent poll that was done, and in this poll, they noted that nearly three-quarters of Americans actually blame the media for for the division or the divide for dividing the nation for in particular the political division that we have in this country, um, you know, Mike, it's it it's funny, and I think we you and I think you and I would agree that uh, the political division that exists uh, I think is largely because uh, there is one party that is th- th- that the media is pushing ideological issues. Right. In other words, their perspectives, the way in which they approach every news story is the left is right and the right is wrong. And even if they have to lie and provide misinformation or if you know it's misinformation, then it's disinformation uh, in order to get their point across, because they're not about telling you the news. They're about advocacy these days. Yeah, absolutely. And Craig, you uh, you, you got me startled here because. You keep saying division, and I remember in the pre-show you said there'd be no math today. So I, I know. You know. I, I, I say that every day. There's going to be no math. But this time, it's actually true. Although, I did use the three quarters, so you're going to have to kind of guess. That's 75% in case you're wondering. You so know, I'll, I did I'll take see, all the math out of it U- for you. It was actually a USA Today poll that I did see in the last week. It did say that three quarters of the population make up 75% of the people. So... <laughs> Uh, clearly, the media is dividing us, right? Uh, you know, they, they're they are trying to establish political boundaries. They are trying to. I, I, I'm sorry, but I, I I think they're trying to uh, you know to to start violence. I think they're they are trying to plant the seeds out there, uh, you know, to to see what the right will do, how far they can push the right before somebody pushes back. I, I mean, it's it's clear what they want because because why, Craig? Because because if it bleeds, it leads, right? That's what they want to see. They want to see mostly peaceful, you know, protests on the news. That's what they want to see out there. Well, exactly. And according to the story here, and I'll just pull a quick, quick chunk of it. So it says here, the new, this is a quote, the news riles people up, said 53-year-old Barbara Jordan, a Democrat from Hutchinson, Kansas. Jordan said she now does her own online research instead of going by what she sees on the TV news. You're better off Googling something and learning about it. I trust the internet more than I do the TV. That breakdown in trust may prompt many Americans to reject the mainstream media, often in favor of social media and unreliable websites that spread misleading claims 
and that can be and, and that become partisan echo chambers leading to further polarization. Now, this is our, this was done by the Associated Press, who is one of the biggest purveyor, purveyors of this partisan misinformation. Now, they are correct in that you got to be careful about when you Google, who are you looking to? I tend to look I tend to look at stuff from both sides. I'll look at I'll I'll look at I don't I don't read the New York Times. I refuse to give them my money. Uh, but I'll look at the Associated Press. I'll look at CNN. I'll look at MSNBC. But then I'll also look at Fox News, the Washington Times, the Washington Free Beacon, uh, uh, Breitbart. I'll look at those. And usually you can come to an understanding of what is by two ways. One, by comparing the two, whatever they both agree on is, okay, well, these must be the facts. Uh, but then the other is, Nowadays, they link a lot of times to their sources. So you can actually go to the root information and look at it and analyze it yourself in order to determine uh, what is actually going on. And that works for some people. I, and I will go on and I will research my own. The problem is, Craig, I inevitably look at uh, videos of trying to teach a goat how to speak Italian or something like that. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I, I do know that that is a tendency of yours. And if you would just stop telling me, t sending me the uh, the goat Italian goat videos, it would be greatly appreciated. I would, I would appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But you, you know, you almost have to do this. And I like I, I'll give you an example. Before I post, even like before I'll I'll I'll, I'll post like a meme or something like that that states something that I clearly agree with, but states like something like a statistic or a fact. The first thing I'll do is okay. I got to look this up because I want to verify that this information is correct, yep. right? Whenever yep. I read news stories, I do the same thing, whether it's on the left or on the right, because you just can't trust them. Now, in some cases, it's because they're intentionally trying to lie to you. They're intentionally trying to misrepresent what's going on. In some cases, a lot of these reporters, the only people they know, the only contacts, contacts that they have are all on the left. So they don't know anybody from a different perspective that they can go to, that they can talk to in order to find out, hey, is there something else here? Now, mind you, add to that the bit of laziness that exists in uh, in some of these, some some folks. Yeah, right. Um, if they wanted to find someone with a different perspective, they could. They just don't go out of their way to build those sorts of relationships. Yeah, it's, it's so easy just to click the share button and send it off without... Uh without verifying the facts. And then I re refuse to do that. In fact, Craig, I w even if I find it's true, if, if the meme's got bad punctuation or grammar in it, I won't even send that forward. Right. That's how. Now, by the way, and that's not to throw that on all reporters, because I think you've done the same thing that I have, and that there are reporters who will call you just on background to help to understand, in particular, gun stuff better. Um, and I, I applaud them and I always encourage them, call me if you need background, just so that they can get the right perspective on some of these stories. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I, I'm you as well as I, and it's, I know it's something we've done are in, uh, in the, uh, the, the speed dial of a, of a number of news agencies. I did some, uh, some Fox analytical stuff for them this weekend, just nothing on air, just simply giving them facts and telling them where they could find it and what the truth was. Right. Because Lord knows that they're not getting it. And, and by the way, when you really get into some of the really liberal left-wing thing, it's less the reporters and more the editors. That's where the real misinformation comes. The ones who write, have you ever read, have you ever re read a headline and then read the article and said, yeah, the article was more 
uh, objective than the actual headline was? Yeah, of course you have. Of course you have. Mike is, uh, I think Mike appears to be stuck there for a minute. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the next story. Let's see here. Next in line, we have House Passes Debt Limit. Uh, Now, this is an interesting one. So, you know that we have coming up the debt limit, uh, the the increase or a vote to increase the debt limit. Now, usually what happens uh, is you get Republicans who say, look, we don't need to just continue to borrow more money. Uh, We should actually enact some sort of fiscal responsibility you know, some sort of fiscal accountability and uh, be reasonable in uh, the things that we are doing in terms of how we are spending our money. We are, you know, it's like saying, okay, well, every year I'm going to go and I'm just going to, we're going to keep spending more money and we're just going to jack up, right? What we're charging, we're going to just jack up the credit cards. We're just going to raise the credit card limit. Well, that's irresponsible because all that's doing is putting more debt on future generations. So the Republicans in the house decided, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and we're going to we're going to pass a bill that will actually raise the debt limit. But included in it, we're going to have some spending issues. Right now, here's what they did. They said we are going to do the draconian thing. All right. It's going to be draconian. It's going to be draconian cuts. We're going to cut back to 2022 levels. All right. It's 2023. How can we ever? I mean, imagine the horror the massive cuts that are going to have to take place if we just go back to 2022 levels. You know, what we spent last year, all right, as a baseline. We're going to commit to that. And then we're going to say 1% year over year after that. That's what we're going to, that's what, that's where we're going to be at. Um, what do you say? Is that going to work for you? Yes? No? Maybe? Well, evidently. Democrats aren't interested in that. They're not interested in doing anything reasonable when it comes to when it comes to once again uh, raising the debt limit. Uh, and what's funny is is here you have Reuters, uh, who has a piece here, who basically says, "Oh yeah, U.S. lawmakers digging into partisan corners as debt ceiling default looms." Now, mind you, we're not talking partisan corners. We're talking. One party just wants to increase the debt limit and keep spending like drunken liberals. And the other side is saying, hey, maybe we should put some reasonable limits on how much we're going to increase spending year over year. Right? That's all we're talking about here. And yet, Mike, and yet, Mike, we have Democrats who are like, yeah, no, absolutely not. Positively not. We're not interested in any real... uh, What's I want to say? We're not interested in any real responsible uh, changes to how we spend. Nope. Just give us the money. We're going to spend it. It's going to be somebody else's problem, and we're going to blame it on the Republicans and the right anyway, so it doesn't matter. We're going to continue to do what we want and to blame someone else for the issues that arise from it. Well, Mike, and here, here's the other interesting part. Now, you tell me what you think about this. One of the biggest issues that they keep pointing to is they keep saying, you know what? We need to cut Medicaid. This is what Republicans are saying. We're going to cut Medicaid to people who are who are not head of households, meaning you don't have kids and you're not disabled. In other words, you are able to work. You are 19 to 55, but if you're not willing to go out and either get a job 
or at least get trained for a job or show that you're looking for a job, uh, you shouldn't get free. You shouldn't get free health care. And Democrats are acting as if that is the utter end of the world. Well, it is to them because that's how they buy votes. We talked about this yesterday with illegal immigration. You come across the border, and if you do happen to stop in and uh, and get yourself a, a local or state ID card, they're going to start sending you checks, and Medicare is one of those things they're going to give you. It's a way to buy votes. you got a party in office that says, hey, welcome. We know you're here illegally. Here's money, and we're going to let you vote too. So make sure you vote for us when you're voting illegally. Uh, you, you, this is this is the same. That's what Medicare is. Hey, we're going to give you health care. Hey, here you go. I know regular Americans can't normally get it. We're going to give it to you. Well, you know, Mike, I'm going to tell you, if, if you want to understand how we got into this mess when it comes to these entitlement programs, it, it's not, I will say this, it is not an easy read in that it's really just about a lot of different programs, stuff like that. It's not like tent- tantalizing, whatever you want, whatever the word is, but it's called the high cost of good intentions. And it really goes from the very beginning of the gravy train here in the United States or of the, the beginning of entitlement programs all the way through to modern day entitlements. And you see how these things get put into place. And I will just say this, Republicans and Democrats alike in the past have been guilty of, of getting us to where we are. Now, Democrats have made the big pushes, but Republicans have oftentimes lacked the integrity to be willing to say no. We maybe need to roll this stuff back. It didn't start with good intentions. It started with LBJ, and he said, and I'm not going to use his words because we'll get thrown off the air. Uh, He said, let's give these entitlements to the African-Americans, and I'll have these blanks voting for me for the next 50 years. Actually, if, actually, if if you read the book, you'll find out it started well before then. (laughs) we're talking post-civil war is when it actually started oh yeah but he was the first one to make it uh, on a large scale and it was out there in the open that the purpose well it was part the new deal was the beginning was the beginning of taking taking what was largely uh benefits for veterans for the families of deceased veterans and taking it and taking a lot of those programs and putting them into the uh and, and allowing them for the for the general public, you are correct in terms of uh, he, that was one huge push. The other was the war on poverty by LBJ. That was the yep. second big uh, big push when it comes to these programs. On that note, we're going to move to the next story, which is about gun grabbers. Now, if you've been following court rulings like we follow court rulings. Uh, you or or legislatures, you may come to realize that many, many, many of these legislatures are acting as if Bruin never happened, right? They are passing laws that are restricting what guns you can own, where you can own them, who can own them, uh, where you can carry them, uh, what uh, uh, I mean, along the the full line, how expensive they will be through taxation. Uh, they are literally just flat out ignoring Bruin. And there is a great piece by Tom Knighton, who's actually pointing to a piece by our good friend Dave Workman about why uh, about why people or why folks are ignoring Bruin. And, and I'm going to continue to say, Mike, it is number one, part of it is part of, as they note in here, it's part of a tantrum where they're just refusing to accept reality. Uh, but the other part of it is there have been no consequences for those either on the bench or those in elective office who have clearly 
ignored the Supreme Court. There's been no, there's been no sanctions. There's been no removal from office. There's been no arrests. There's been no nothing. And until there are, they're going to continue to just ignore what the Supreme Court says. Yeah, first off, a little pat on the back for Dave Workman and Tom Knighton, both incredible reporters that do things like, uh, you know, verify facts and use multiple sources before printing their articles. So it's nice to see, uh, you know, legitimate journalism still going out there. Um, uh, Craig, we, we talk about this all the time. They're, they're going to ignore Bruin because they don't care. There's no ramifications. They could do what they want. They could bring unconstitutional laws up for votes and know that they're protected because they have absolute immunity. We either need to put in a preemption clause uh, in, in the U.S. Code. The Supreme Court can, can make that happen, right? They can, they can influence that. Uh, they could set down in one of their decisions that only laws, gun laws that have been you know, vetted through them get to be or they come from the federal level and get vetted through them as constitutional could be used or let's do the same thing we do with police officers and give them qualified immunity which means as long as they don't violate the constitution or break the law then they'll be all right but guess what bringing an unconstitutional law before a body to vote on is against the law it's unconstitutional well and i agree and i think it ought to be it ought to be it ought to be available then for removal from office now the problem is in some of these blue states it's going to be hard to get someone who is in a presiding position to actually do it uh but the supreme court has got to step up and say look if you are in particular when it comes to judges if you are going to ignore our rulings then you need to be removed from the bench and eventually that in my opinion it may have to come to that for some of these justices yeah again and i think that's going to have to come from the supreme court now i know the supreme court does not make law they just interpret it however they're going to have to have to have in one of their rulings like a Bruin style ruling that says if you violate this you shall be removed that would be nice that would be nice don't know if it's going to happen but that would be nice um moving on to our next story and this is a this is an interesting one because uh <laughs> you know i i don't think that there is anybody who is objective or honest with themselves you can even not be objective but if you're honest with yourself you recognize that uh there are the two there there are at least two key democrats uh one is senator feinstein the other is is uh the other is joe biden who are clearly past their sell-by date and when i say that i mean they clearly no longer are in a position cognitively to be able to effectively and efficiently do their jobs yet you have here in the hill you have the hill blaming republicans saying republicans are using age as a weapon against democrats now mind you we're not using age we're talking about cognitive abilities everyone knows i'm sorry it's not a secret diane feinstein does not have shingles she is not out because she has shingles she is out because she is mentally no longer there. She is, she is cognitively no longer able to do her job, right? We see every day the president of the United States, Joe Biden, fumbling over his words. He just called, he, funny, he just called Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I know him and I can't, and I mispronounce his name. I mean, he is not in a position where he can where he can function on a daily basis. They're saying that 
All of his events now take place between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. during the week. Cannot do anything outside of that because he just is not there mentally. Can't do anything on the weekends. Can't stand in front of an, a, 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 a media and do a press conference. He has to have the name, the pic, name of the reporter, the picture, the name of the reporter he's supposed to call on, their picture, the name, their question, the text of their question, and the answer. And they're pawning that off as, as a press conference. Clearly, he is not there. Uh, I think it's fair for Republicans to point that out. Absolutely right. And I think everybody knows it, but, you know, we're going to do the whole, uh, we're going to fake being offended that we're talking about an old person that uh, that's losing cognitive ability, or it's just going to be, oh, you're, you're just, uh, you're, you're, you're now you're not only you're a racist, but you're uh, ageist. You're, uh, you're an ageist as well. Exactly right. Yeah. I, I just, once again, and, and, and here's how here I can tell you that, uh, that I know we're not ageist because uh, the leading candidate in the Republican field is Donald Trump, who is in his 70s, who will be, what, 76 when he takes office for the second time? I'm, I mean, no one is worried right now about Donald Trump's cognitive abilities. Now, people may disagree with him. He may say some bombastic or hyperbolic things. Uh, some people may think that he's crazy, but at least they're not going to accuse him of being senile. He's currently 76 and turns 77 in June. Okay. So once again, I am now, I think that now I will say this. I think that Nikki Haley, who is, who is uh, in that picture right there, I think she possibly is because once again, it's a weapon she can use both against both uh, Joe Biden as well as Donald Trump in her estimation. Although sure. to be honest, Nikki Haley is not a real competitor. I believe Nikki Haley is trying to position herself for that VP slot. The, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the reason that Donald Trump's age and I had to look it up, you know, means nothing to me is because he has no effects of, of, of uh, you know, uh, losing his brain and losing his marbles. Uh, we see that with Joe Biden every day. Uh, so, so it's a, it's a factor. Listen, the, the, the facts play out. Uh, do you have more chance of being affected on the, by this as you get older? Sure. Absolutely. And if that was showing with Donald Trump, that would be an issue, but guess what? It's not, it's only uh, with the, with the, the head of the Democrat Party and current president that has the issue. Well, exactly. It's not about age. It's about cognitive abilities. And, and part of the thing is Donald Trump proved when he was president, first of all, the schedule that he kept was comparable with the schedule that he kept running his companies. So yep. it wasn't like this big, huge addition uh, that he was incapable or, or pace that he was incapable of maintaining. Right. Uh, but the other thing is, is we're also talking one term. In this particular case, we knew Joe Biden was was losing it before he ever became president. We knew it while he was running for president the first time because they had to hide him out in a basement. If it hadn't been for COVID and he actually had to campaign, uh, I think things would have been very, very different. Uh, in this case, you've got, once again, a Donald Trump who is proving once again that he is cognitively there. Now, once again, you may disagree with him on stuff. Uh, some of you may may think he's crazy well not if you're listening to this show i doubt you think he's crazy uh you but you but he's definitely can be hyperbolic we'll say yeah yeah but that's but, not a sign of, of cognitive loss right right just anyway you don't like tweets doesn't mean he doesn't have cognitive function um the uh the joe biden currently 80 turns 81 in november and is so he, and is and is quite frankly i know some 80 year olds who are far more 
there than he is. Now, some of that dude is the job. I hate to say, I don't hate to say it, but this is a tough job. And unfortunately, not everybody can keep up. And uh, clearly it's having an effect on him. Yep. Anyway, we got to move on to our parting shots brought to you by Hog Holsters. Get your Hog Holster today at hogholsters.com. Make sure you use discount code RUNDOWN, all caps, no spaces. Get your Hog Holster today. Uh, Biden, since he is running, has gotten his new running shoes. Uh, You'll love these. They're called the Air Bidens. Look a lot like clown shoes, don't they? Uh, They pretty much uh, appear to be clown shoes, Craig. Yes, they do. (laughs) They pretty much are clown shoes. (laughs) Yep. And getting back to, uh, well, you know, a lot of people are frustrated by the media. And I think some people get... The only people who are not frustrated by the media are the people who, quite frankly, uh, are waiting on the media to tell them what to think. And that gets us to our second meme today. It's a, it's a, it's a, a gentleman talking to a woman. He says, what offends you now? And she's looking at her phone and it says, they haven't told me yet. Now, so true. <laughs> sad but true. Now, this last one, now you might remember that... Uh, this is not the first time that a president has been uh, accused of possibly being too old for the job. And the last president who was accused of that, well, cognitively, he was clearly all there because this was his response. You already are the oldest president in history. And some of your staff say you were tired after your most recent encounter with Mr. Mr. Uh, Mondale. Um, I recall yet that President Kennedy had to go for days on end with very little sleep during the Cuba Missile Crisis. Is there any doubt in your mind that you would be able to function in such circumstances? Not at all, Mr. Truitt, and I I want you to know that also I will not make age an issue of this campaign. I am not going to exploit for political purposes my opponent's youth and inexperience. The great communicator right there. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> All, right. All right, well, that's just about it. But before we go, it's about time that we give a shout-out to our sponsors. Yep, and before I do that, let me say happy birthday to the bowtie gun guy, Mr. Alan Gottlieb. Today is his birthday, probably the most important man in the fight for gun rights in the past 20 years, 76 today, and at the top of his cognitive function as well. So Most definitely, happy- most definitely. Congratulations and, and happy birthday to you, sir. Uh, so let's uh, let's thank our good friends over at Hitman Industries. That's hitmanindustries.net. If you've got yourself at AR in the past five years, probably got one of their barrels and don't even know it. Now you can buy from them direct for your next build or to rebarrel your current AR. That's hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly fighting the good fight behind enemy lines. Now you t- can take part in California's future today. Hog Holsters. That's H-A-W-G holsters.com. Best Concealed holsters on the market. Use the discount code the rundown, all one word, no spaces, uh, all caps. And then, of course, if you want some awesome field gear, go on over to our good friends at uscombatgear.com. That's right, folks. These are our sponsors. They bring us to you. So why don't you go to them? Check them out. Links in the description of this program. Make sure you tell them it was the guys over at the rundown that sent you. And with that, we're going to call it a show. We're going to call it a day. But we will be back tomorrow on Hump Day. We'll see okay. you then.